So you get some flour and you get some eggs and maybe add some salt if you want to increase your sodium intake. Want to know what the comedy club is cooking? Stick around to find out more. I promise you won't be disappointed. This is not a joke. Brought to you by NUS Radio Pals. Featuring NUS Comedy Club. What's up, people? It's Nazreen from Radio Pals, the sound of NUS. Today, we have two very special guests from NUS Comedy Club. Would you folks like to introduce yourselves? Hey, what's up? Um, this is Sunny from NUS Comedy Club. Um, I'm ex-school member, director of marketing and publicity, year two economics. Nice to uh, meet you guys, I guess. Hi, uh, I'm Zan Hong. I'm uh, vice president of... Uh, I'm handling the external affairs. Uh, I'm in my third year. I'm studying communications and new media, minoring in computer science. Nice to be here. Okay, thank you so much for being on my show. So tell me about your experiences with the comedy club so far. Um, I think um, Zhan Hong has like way more experience than I am. Um, this is my officially second semester active in comedy club. Next, uh, last semester was as a member. This semester as an exco, and um. I discovered Comedy Club um, year one, Sam two, and I just joined it because I'm actually looking for it, actively looking for like a comedy um, oriented CCA. And I just, someone was just spamming in my Telegram groups and I just saw it. I just, hey, I'll join the welcome team and the, the rest is history. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I've been in it almost two years. Uh, I honestly do not remember when I joined, but uh, when I first saw the notification on Telegram, you know, they were advertising it, I just knew I had to join. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everything else was history. Uh, they came to me, asked me to be exco, couldn't say no. And now I think we've come quite far from humble beginnings uh, because this is a relatively new CCA. So I'm very glad to be a part of it uh, since the beginning or near the beginning at least. Yeah. Wow, this Telegram marketer are very effective. Uh. <laughs> Who is it? Did you happen to meet them or...? I think it's Darius. I think, yeah. Nah. I think I got a message from Darius. I think I joined at the same time as Darius. Uh, it's really just keep an eye out in the Telegram uh chats for the NUS channels, right? Just uh, you you never know. You might find something that yeah. suits you, uh, Yeah. Yeah, and you said um, Sunny, just now you said you were actively searching for a comedy club. So do you do comedy before this comedy club? Yeah, I technically I've been doing comedy for about nearly two years but um i wouldn't say it's a very experienced two years so i started comedy back in high school my last two months in high school uh, in shanghai i'm international student um so and then i did like one show one show uh for my high school prom mm -hmm. so you know i suited up uh, i was uh talking jokes in front of the teachers and my fellow students and I guess I really enjoyed that. Like, um, I think I kind of entered in the zone in the middle of the performance, and I really enjoyed that. So when I came to Singapore, I'm like, hey, you know what? This is another big uh, multicultural city, international city. You know, maybe I can find like some something similar because the comedy scene in Shanghai is growing by quite, you know, quite a fast pace. So I wish to do like similar things here in Singapore. Okay. And Zhan Hong, your first time, was it also as magical as Sunny's experience? Uh, I honestly 
my first time would be uh, in our recent performance, like actually performing in front of a crowd. Otherwise, I really have not done uh, any of these stand-up stuff at all until I joined the comedy club. Uh, before that, really, all I, all I was was just a fan of uh, funny things, you know, fan of comedy. Uh, as a kid, I used to watch a, a lot of Who's Line, <laughs> if you've heard of that show. Who's Line? Uh, Who's Line is it anyway? Oh, what what is it about? Uh, it is just it's pretty much an improv show, uh, and apart from that, I think I just really like watching, uh, comedy shows uh, okay. uh movies, all that. Yep. So, who are your inspirations or role models when it comes to comedy? Ooh, for me, it is a long list. Uh, my first exposure to comedy is actually like a, it's a Chinese, um, traditional style of art. In Chinese, it's called It's basically like a two-person stand-up comedy. Mm. And then you will have one person keep setting up, the other person try to compliment him by, like, yeah, complimenting him in a way. And then, so it's like a two-people type of stand-up comedy. But then at the same time, uh, many, like, many mainland Chinese artists are starting to explore, like, stand-up comedy, which is, like, from overseas as well. And I was watching this show uh, in the Shanghainese television it's called Tonight's 80 Show. It's just 40 minutes of straight-up stand-up content every single week. Mm. And I listen to it every single week. I think that's what exposed me to stand-up comedy. And then in high school, I started to watch like uh, more Western stand-up comedians. I think Jimmy O. Young is mm. one of my star, mm. star, one of the starters for me. He really um, kind of inspired me in a way because um, his impression of his father <laughs> is very kind of... Um, it brings me a lot of memories of my father as well. Mm. Maybe because both of our dads are Shanghainese. I don't know. But um, after Jimmy O. Young, I just started to explore like a pool of different comedians, you know, from like Chris Rock to um, Andrew Schultz to um, George Carlin. So, yeah, I think I think those are my like teachers, okay. I guess, to start up the game. Okay. And Chan Hong, <laughs> uh, do you have similar... Uh, no, not at all. I think those names, I, I do not recognize most of them. Well, Jimo, Jimmy Ouyang, yes, but um, I think I'm a poser in this aspect because um, for me, even though I love stand-up comedy, I don't really watch it as much. Uh, for what I really like to watch, uh, Key and Peele, uh, mm. short uh, skits, uh, yeah, those skits on YouTube, uh, maybe even Vine, TikTok, uh, yeah, short form video mm. comedians, uh, just funny videos, uh. <laughs> and of course, once in a while, stand up comedy. Uh, I s- I just watch clips at a time. They're hilarious as well, you know, just all sorts. Uh. <laughs> but Key and Peele definitely were one of the, uh, and Eric Andre, these uh, and Hannibal Buress, these were the ones that really, uh, inspired me the most. Mm. Yeah. Right, are there Singaporean like role models that you have, or it's Shanghainese? You mentioned what Xiangsheng is it? Oh, uh, that's not the Shanghainese. It's like a, it's more Beijing uh, uh, related ba- in terms of the culture. Okay, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oops. <laughs> nah, you're not gonna get, get cancelled over this one. It's, okay. it's like not all parts of China are the same. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So tell me about the differences then. Beijing, um, Shanghai, and Singapore. What the major differences um, when it comes to stand-up comedy? I guess I cannot. Uh, speak for Beijing because I'm not Beijingese either, okay. but maybe they're more like Xiangsheng, so they're more um, traditional in a sense. This is like the traditional type of art. It's around that area in the north. Um, Shanghai is more westernized, so we have like we adopted more from the west, I guess, like um, Western stand-up comedy. 
so that one person and then you make jokes about um, your own experience or like recent events or even just like random topics and then uh singapore i think singapore and shanghai are more similar in a sense because we're more um we kind of adapt the u.s the american stand-up comedy model mm-hmm. i think i'm starting to talk very unprofessionally because i don't know too much about um these things like in terms of professional manner so yeah i think singapore and shanghai actually feels very similar because we both have like those places open mic places for example singapore is uh the lemon stand um in shanghai there's this place called Go- the goat club mm-hmm. that's how i translate it from chinese mm-hmm. um so yeah these places are for us amateurs to just maybe when we're off work off school we just go out there at night to perform some of our um written content to to those people who are also bored by school and by mm. work, so to entertain each other. Right. Would you say that stand-up comedy has a big presence in Shanghai? Um, used it used to have a relatively smaller uh, presence, but now it's really growing because of some of the um, like Chinese shows about stand-up comedy, and then more uh, more and more stand-up comedians are coming out in the spotlight, and people can see it and. From what I know, people, uh, Chinese, my fr- Chinese friends, people around me, they're really enjoying this like t- new type of art because I would say it's a new type of art in terms of uh, the Chinese entertainment industry. Okay, okay. So it wasn't hard, was it hard for you to like when you first arrived in Singapore and was the comedy different? Did you have to like get used to anything new? Uh, not, not really. Okay. Um, partially because I didn't really perform much anyway. Mm-hmm. And then my content, I think, are more based on myself. And, you know, as many comedians like to say, uh, we are a joke ourselves. Okay. So I, don't th- I think the translation is just all I need. Like, I just need to translate some of the jokes. And uh, actually, I, writ- I wrote a lot of the jokes in English because, you know, I watch a lot of um, English-speaking comedians. Okay, and what about you, Chan Hong? You you did comedy only in Singapore, is that correct? Yeah, I, in my l- very few experiences, yes, I've only done it in Singapore. Uh, I would say I actually am not very familiar with Singapore comedians. I do not, I think I've seen Kuma like once, but that's about it. That's the only name I know. Tell my audience uh, who is Kuma in case some <laughs> of us don't know, me included. Apparently, uh, one of the bigger comedians in Singapore, if not the biggest, uh, just by the fact that this is the only name that comes to mind. Uh, I'm not going to use any pronouns because I don't know what's going on. Okay. Uh, I think uh, Kumar prefers she, but okay. not sure about that right. either. So she likes to... Uh, I don't know if it's... Uh, yeah, actually, I don't, I, I don't know if it's part of her, her set, but yeah, she likes to cross-dress. Is that, is that right? Or, or is that just like... Yeah, honestly, I, I, have, I have no, no idea. idea. Yeah. It's a very unique yeah. uh, style of dressing, I guess. Yeah, but uh, what I know uh, is that because I grew up with very Western, uh, like, medium, media, uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway, you know, all these uh, comedy shows, TV shows, uh, and YouTube videos, mostly Western, right? Uh, my style of comedy, I find is very um, different from local styles of comedy. Like, being in the comedy club, uh, this is when we really engage in comedic activities with local Singaporeans, uh, mostly local, uh, and some international students from in the within the NUS community. And that's when I really uh, get to know that, alright, um, there's different types of comedy, there's different styles, and mine is just maybe more attuned for Western audiences. Mm. Uh, and this 
this came to mind like, because uh, when I was performing at the Lemon Stand, uh, the host, Mr. Lemon, he's Canadian, but the crowd is largely Singaporean. So I could tell which were the jokes that uh, were laughed at by the Western folks versus the local crowd. Yeah. Mm. Can you illustrate for me, like, maybe give me an example, what would cater more to a international crowd as opposed to a Singaporean crowd? Like yeah. what, what are the differences? Uh, don't hate me for saying this, but uh, <laughs> international crowds are a little bit more nuanced. Like Singaporeans, I think uh, it's it's the really lo- the low hanging fruit that and the dead horses that you beat, and it still gets a laugh out of them. Would you agree, Sunny? Uh, I think I agree to some extent. Um, I think m- in terms of maybe it's the cultural infru- influence. Like when I tell jokes in front of mainly Asian audiences. The laughs they're there, but they're not as hard as the the Western audiences. Some in some way, I kind of prefer Western audiences because they have those hysterical and just like hilarious, hilarious laughs, and you know, laugh out loud. And one of them will like always have like a very, very, very contagious laugh. Mm. Then kind of like get everyone going, even though my joke may not be that funny. Mm. So that's uh, that's the Western. I think maybe. Because of how they uh, they were brought up, how they experience comedy, they wanted to like laugh. Not maybe maybe not just because it's funny, but also it's like a support for the artist that is performing on a stage. And for Asian uh, Asian folks, we we may be more like I guess a little bit more strict, just like our parents um, about the jokes that are performed on stage. Mm-hmm. So we only laugh; it's actual fun, and we kind of contain ourselves. Uh, in a sense that we don't laugh it out loud, like mm-hmm. like his hysterically, I think. But in terms of topics, um, I don't know because everyone differs. Um, there are some universal jokes that always make people laugh. Anything about um, dating, I guess. Anything about um, like personal stories, racial stereotypes. I think it gets anyone going. But uh, there are like specific jokes. For me, I think any relationship related jokes will really get the the western folks um going but uh, yeah i think it's it's a very um individual thing because everyone has their own niche of laughters they they just kind of because of their own experiences they found certain things funny certain things not and um yeah that's 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 my view on it okay i hope we can agree that obviously uh nus comedy club and we in Singaporeans in general, we don't just want to go for the low-hanging fruits, right? And oh, we, yeah. we, we want to keep improving and upgrading our standards. So how does the comedy club, you know, break through that barrier, break through that wall to get to the Asian audiences? <laughs> um, so, yeah, we try to uphold better standards. I think uh, based on our experiences in previous comedy club sessions, uh, there have been cases where really just... The jokes just devolve, you know, during some of our sessions through really stuff like, you know, like playing mother or just sexual jokes, which really we feel uh, we want to find more nuance in the jokes being said. Uh, so what, what we do really uh, when these, hap- these things happen during our session, uh, we just step in, uh, not, not in like a very overt way. It's really just like, uh, come on, we can do better than that. Like, that's the f- the fourth time I've heard that joke tonight. You know, stuff like that. Uh, just to subtly shift the the jokes to something more more professional, more nuanced. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I think generally, like, you know, uh, not to get too academic there, but in economics, there's this thing called diminishing marginal yeah. utility. <laughs> so, like, you repeat a joke too many times, <laughs> each subsequent time, it gets less funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, a good callback is a very good practice in terms of joke, but a callback, you only call it twice. Like Sorry, what's a callback? Oh, callback. Oh, okay. Some um, um, vocabularies. Yeah. <laughs> callback is, like, uh, many comedians practice this. So, you have a joke in the start, and then you just kind of wander off on other topics. and But in the end, you bring some punchline that kind of connects back to your very first joke. Mm. So it's like a very well-rounded end. And it's mm. it's one of the better ends to to like a comedy set. And some of my comedy set, I try to implement that. But um, it's really hard Like once you're actually doing it. So that, that's like a callback. So callback. But in callback, you only have kind of repeat the jokes for two times. Because at the start, at the end. But if you repeat more than two times each subsequent time i think it really gets less and less funny okay but those those are good like when you have a callback in a set uh i feel like yeah that really seals off the show you just start and end it on a really nice note so those are rare but yeah. so good what's the like the first callback you can think of that comes to mind i mean that i can watch like any specific comedian so I can go back and do some research. Oh, actually, I have one like right in mind. Like Jimmy O. Young, his um Amazon Amazon Prime special called Good Deal, uh. which I think is a it's a fairly good uh comedy special. So he talked about like Asians, uh, like a stereotype. We like to have good deals, you know, like cheap offers and stuff. Mm. And then he kind of talks about his parents' marriage, uh, in the in the later parts of the special, and then. He said it's like a good deal. So it call, kind of calls back to his previous jokes. Okay, that sounds familiar. I might have seen <laughs> it on YouTube Reels. Yeah, his, yeah. yeah, this special is like cut off and put into like Instagram, YouTube Reels, everywhere. Okay. So are you familiar, John Hong, with Jimmy O. Young? Oh, yeah. I love watching his uh, YouTube videos. I think I've like binged him once. Uh, he, I think he, he does the Asian uh, community, like justice, like the comedy community. His Asian jokes are on point, uh, and definitely I, I can sense some of uh, inspiration coming from Sunny's material as well. He's he's a great comedian to watch, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, so would you say he has new ones in his jokes? Mm, I would say yes, the fact that he is this popular, because some of his jokes actually um, uh, involved Asian caricature, right? Like, uh, in the sense that he would do up the accent... But I think the difference that really sets him apart is that um, he uses that caricature not as the punchline in itself, like all the Asian accent, all that, but as a way to deliver the punchline better. Uh, so whereas, oh, of course, less interesting uh, Asian jokes would really just use that accent as the joke itself, he uses it to elevate his own jokes, mm. Yeah, which is what makes it great. Yeah, so would you say when he uses like Asian caricatures that international audiences might not be familiar with, do they still get the jokes? I then, oh, it's hard to say, but um, because I'm Chinese and I get every single joke, right. but uh, I'm pretty sure like most of it are like he either kind of plays on those established um Asian stereotypes, so like he kind of try to show you that it's not real or it's not as as real as people believe it, those Asian stereotypes, by doing his jokes. Or he, he just kind of kind of exaggerate in, in, to some extent and make it even more funny. Mm. 
So I think, I hope most people can understand. And by his popularity, you know, looking at how popular he is right now, I believe most people really got the jokes. Yeah, to be on Amazon and Netflix. I think I saw him on Netflix. I think he's having like one, either one uh, tour or one comedy special, like up and coming. Yeah. Will he be coming to Singapore? I don't think so. Let's let's see. Let's see. We have our very own one here, lah. Okay. So would you like Sunny, would you wanna be like the next Jimmy O Young or No, no, no. I you don't wanna copy off anyone. I think I try to be myself and the okay. hope hope I hope most people will enjoy my comedy. That's that's my goal. You know, you I think I can uh it's okay to take inspiration from multiple different comedians and to kind of learn from them, try to have similar joke structures, but at the ultimate end I think if you want to really be a successful comedian and really um, handle the, the art of comedy, you have to be yourself. So mm. for me, it's I just try to be Saigon Jordan. I try to be myself, Sunny Saigon Jordan. What is Saigon Jordan? Uh, it's like a very catchy nickname that has basically yeah, two elements, Saigon Jordan, which both of it doesn't really <laughs> relate to my life, but um, it's a very interesting one. So people ask me about it, but I just make up different stories every single time. Oh, okay. Tell me one right now. Tell me. Um, okay, this one is actually real. So in in high school, I have this very serious prank where I just tell people I'm Vietnamese. I'm not Chinese. Oh. So people think, a lot of people actually believe that. They bought it. They think I'm Vietnamese. And then also, I like to play basketball. It's one of uh, my favorite sports. So uh, my favorite basketball player, as you some of you may guess, is Michael Jordan. So I just combine these two elements together, and it's Saigon Jordan. Very, I think it's very catchy. You know, people easy to remember, very unique. Yeah, Home, do you have a nickname? <laughs> um, okay, I'm a firm believer of okay. Like, I do not want to ever adopt an English name for myself because I want people. Uh, I want to go by my original given name. I want people to respect that. But I do go by a fake nickname, uh, Rock Morton. <laughs> <laughs> How to spell, sorry. Uh, so that would be T-H-R-O-C-K-M-O-R-T-O-N. Okay. okay, explain uh, that. It came from this, like, uh, I think this was a name that was used in some physics uh, textbook questions. <sighs> sorry, what? <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> right. Physics textbook. Oh. Yeah, so, so my friends just refer to me as Throckmorton sometimes. Uh, I Because I use that name for all my online accounts where I want to stay anonymous, like for example, my TikTok. Uh, that's not really helping now lah because now you know <laughs> my TikTok's Rock Morton. Oops. Oh, it's a funny name lah. I think it's long, it's stupid sounding, but generally it just go by Zan Hong or Zan. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so then people usually have stage names, right? When they're on stage. Oh. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys do, but then the thing about stage names is that they try to, you know, separate out their like personal life and their stage life. Would you say that um, you guys are different on and off stage or are you like the same person? For me, I would... I would say I'm different on and off stage, but uh, I, I think it's like seventy percent. I'm the same person. The way I talk, like my tone, my voice, the boring monotone voice is uh, still the same. But um, I think I'm more, more sassy on stage, more judgmental, of mm-hmm. course, um, more open. I, I can I talk about some certain things that I don't really talk about off stage, so less reserved, uh, more louder yeah louder but um i think off stage 
it's actually different. So if it's a lot of people, normally if I socialize with a lot of people, I'm more similar to the Saigon Jordan that is on stage performing. Mm. If I'm with like maybe one or two person, some of my closest mates or just by myself, uh, it's very different from, from like my, uh, my character on stage. Okay, cool. And which version do you prefer? No, maybe no. Jan Hong, which prefer? Which prefer? Which Sunny do you <laughs> prefer? Um, you can be honest. The real Sunny that I know and love is the genuine Sunny. Is the one I know. But honestly, both Sunnies are great. Like it's like you, they're they're both the the same cool guy that you know and love. Yeah, yeah just one is more like stage performy. Yeah, normally I would oh, call like good, yeah. I would call the more introverted one Sunny, and then the more extroverted, <laughs> the more extroverted <laughs> is Saigon Jordan, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and how are you, Chan Hong? Would you say you're different? I'm actually I'm actually like really introverted. Uh, like this comes as a surprise. Like I'm okay, not really like somewhat introverted. Uh, off stage, like I realize that because um when I'm on stage, I'm fine. Like I don't get anxious. I look at the crowd. Uh, I just do my do my set. It's fine. Uh, when I'm off stage, uh, I I can socialize with people. Um, but this one thing that happened to me recently was uh, I went to this uh improv show, right? Uh, of course, they sort of involve the audience. Uh, asking for prompts on their show, and that's when I was really shy because they came up to me, they asked me for prompts. I couldn't answer them. Like I I just panicked. So they, they asked me, like, come on, uh, give us an occupation. Uh, what's your occupation? And my uh, in my mind, I was just like, mm. I'm, I'm a student. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> but, yeah, it came out uh, really weird. I was like, okay, student, we'll go with it. Um, yeah, but I just couldn't talk. I was, like, panicking on the spot. Uh, so that's that made me realize that, um, yeah, I guess I am different on and off stage. Um, but that's fine. Um, it's not my show, the, co- the improv show. Uh, but when it is, I can step up, I can uh, act the way uh, and have to be on stage. Mm. Yeah, and he's very good at it, just oh, a tease. I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah, all of you were very good at the Lemon Stand, right? A few weeks ago. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then what would you say to... Would you say there's a misconception that only extroverts can be stand-up com- comedians? I think yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I don't think um, comedy is like an extrovert only thing, but um, I think at least you you need to really embrace public speaking. That's all you need. You don't ha- actually have to be like very sociable. I know certain comedians that when I talk to them off stage, they really do seem uh, a little bit introverted. But on the stage, they maybe they adopt a different personality. Maybe they just uh that's the place that they feel comfortable so they they just be more of themselves but i I don't think like any characteristic can be used to restrict people's entrance Mm. into the comedy industry wow i'm using a lot of vocabularies yeah man (laughs) um should take english lit as a minor i understand maybe yeah um because some of the funnier people i know are introverted it's just we share that sense of humor within our circles, within ourselves. Um, it might take an extrovert to want to share their jokes to a wider public because it could be that the introverts are, are perfectly fine really just uh, joking around within their friends. Mm. Um, 
But I would definitely encourage like anyone, really not just uh, the the extroverts, right? To try it on stage, yeah. Mm. See how it feels. Because once you hear those laughs coming back at you, uh you really just <laughs> chase that high. It, it's addictive. It's really addictive. <laughs> Better than drugs, yeah. Yeah, it, it's more addictive than drugs, probably. I don't never yeah, try that's that. That's always true is comedy <laughs> b- before drugs, hopefully. Yeah. And say, like, maybe an introvert, a person who identifies as an introvert wants to join the, the club. Like, what do you have in store for them to help them, you know, gain the confidence, I guess? Mm. I mean, you know what? Even extroverts need confidence. You know what? The question is, is wrong. What would you say to a regular person who just wants to join the club but doesn't feel confident enough? Um, I think for me, I'm not a good motivational speaker. So normally I just let my like my actions do the talking. So before the lemon stand, some of the performers, it's their first time um, in our lemon stand gig. Um, they're at least they, they tell me they're very nervous. For me, I, what I do is I, I just like I act the chillest I can, which I really felt that way because I really lo- and I really love the spotlight. I embrace it. So I just tell them what I feel, uh, tell them how good the spotlight is once you're on there, you're, you know, ev- everyone started to laugh at your jokes, embrace your, your artist, artistry. Um, so yeah, maybe I hope that my charisma, my vibe can influence them in a way that will kind of, uh, scrape up their own nervousness and make them less tense and just more relaxed, more chill, be chill. I think the only thing you need as a c- to start your first ever comedy uh, performance is just be chill. Like, what's the worst thing it can happen? Because if you think your jokes are not funny, you're already kind of you're already kind of um, very methodical. You're already have a you already have a high standard of your joke because mm. you think it's not funny but most of the time even your non punchlines so your setup can make some people laugh <laughs> and you're like whoa you guys laugh at this i'm nailing this performance like that's how you feel yeah people will laugh at anything once you get up there and you yeah. you just realize like even flopping right even when you bomb your set people will laugh because like the awkward silence in itself is funny and you just got to take it in stride yeah 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 Okay, okay. Well, has there ever been a time, like, in your experience where you thought people would laugh, but you didn't get any laugh? And how did that make you feel? Um, for me, there are. Like, sometimes I have, I thought it was a good punchline, but only a few of them laugh. But normally, it's followed by, like, a very unexpected laugh at one of my setups. So, it kind of offsets that. Because okay. <laughs> all I can do is just move on. You know, you can't really... You can't just cry on there. Oh, why, you, why don't you guys laugh at my jokes? It's so funny. I spent like five hours. No, you don't do that. You just yeah. continue. And then you'll... Because it's actually a good learning experience. Mm. Sometimes you find it funny, but then maybe the audience is only a few of them think the same as you. So you, you just refine it. Or you put it... You just delete it. Or you refine it. Um, and then next time, you, you will see how much you actually improve your uh, the same content. And um, I had a question in mind. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I had a question in mind. <laughs> It'll come to you. Yes. It'll come to me? Yeah, okay. Anyway, so if people want to watch, like you people perform, both of you perform, or the club perform, I- is there any like events? Oh, yeah. Um, actually, well, we do have weekly um, comedy club sessions 
but on week six, uh, that would be, um, yeah, we we we're instead of having our regular session, um, we're having an internal open mic, uh, which means we'll get our members. We'll really anyone can come in, come into our our room, and we'll just let everyone perform their set. Uh, you can be an experienced um performer. You can be really just someone who has jokes to tell. Come on, uh, come on, and let the rest of the comedy club, even outside members, NUS students, uh, come and listen. It actually, doesn't even have to be NUS students. Who's checking, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, feel free. You know, Confucius said, um, in every three people, one can be my teacher. Mm. You know what I say? The other two, one of them probably is a joker. Mm. They can probably <laughs> yeah. throw them jokes around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I the question came back to me. The Ooh, question nice. came back to me. Uh, so. What is your process like? Like, when you try to write jokes, is do you have a process? Like, how how do I start? You know. Um, for me, first, uh, I can I can start. For me, it's the complete opposite from school assignment, because school assignment, you pick a time, you sit down, you play your phone for thirty minutes first, you chat with your friends, and then you kind of get into the work. Comedy is very spontaneous, at least for uh from my sets right now, they're off spontaneous. Someday you just sit there and then an idea pop up and you just note it down. It's the process of, like, you can't really, at least for me, maybe I, I don't have that much ta talent to just sit there, try to force myself towards, like, writing, let's say, one hour of content. I cannot do that. I can never do that. For me, if I have one hour of content, it's probably from one year of sometimes just showering and an idea popping up and I just note it down. Of course, after the shower. I don't want to break mm. my poor <laughs> Samsung phone. Um, yeah, you just write things down. And maybe you write one joke every day. Think about it. One joke, let's say 30 seconds, you finish the joke. And then every day you do that 365 days. One year you have like, wow, you can do a comedy special. Mm. I think it's, yeah, the time and you're basically building up, building up content. That's, that's how I kind of construct my own sets. And you, yep. Shanwong? Uh, for me, right, really, I'm always thinking, uh, not like it's always on the back of my head what I can turn into a joke because sometimes <laughs> I just, uh, funny topics just come into mind when I experience them. Like, and then it, uh, it just takes a, just a bit of effort to turn it into something, uh, that you can work into a set. Uh, like, for example, I think specifically for me, for some reason, um, I'm always. I always end up unintentionally saying funny stuff. Like I, this is not a humble brag. I do not intend it, like actually, and it ends up being funny somehow. And I'm like, I just have to play play along with it. Um, I think an example today was really, well, I was meeting my friends earlier today, and I told them I came, and uh, on that spot, I actually genuinely just wanted to tell them that I had arrived. Uh, but mm -hmm. I just decided, you know what, I'm gonna follow up. So I I texted them, I came. Oh, and also just arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, funny, right? Like, like <laughs> these, these things, these things you just, you know, like like Jang said, we just note it down. We record it. You know, we don't want to let it fly away. Right. And then it's that that's basically where our content came from. There's no lectures, no textbooks to read. Mm. All right. So just now at the start of the show, I promised you something exciting will be happening at the end of the episode, and here it is. Thank you for sticking around. This guy can beatbox. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't call it like a real beatbox. I just try to 
mimic whatever I hear. And it's also because I really suck at every instrument. I cannot play a real instrument. Mm -hmm. The closest is drums. And I can beatbox better than I actually play drums. Okay. So like I, I do multiple instruments. So like beatbox is one of them. So um, you want you guys want to hear a it's bit? Ask, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. Right. Yeah. So like this is like a stereotypical modern trap beat. Can you continue, please, Tanong? <laughs> <laughs> okay, freestyle time. Okay, I mean, that's why we're here, right? I mean, we're in the NUS Comedy Club, but I think the two of us, we could, like, start some hip-hop duo, uh, um, straight out of PGP. <laughs> <laughs> straight out of PGP, now we're here. Yeah. Wait, how long can you go without taking a breath? Um, I think four, like, four lines. That's the maximum. I, I, like, I know some actual people who are, like, actually invested in, in like, um, beatboxing and holy cow, they're they're real insane. Like they can go for like, Oof. like six, not six, twelve bars without stop. Wow. So like every every four seconds, you can count it as a bar, I guess. Mm. So like it's like one con like one complete beat. Wait, Zhan Hong, try it. Try you try. Oh, it. yeah, yeah, he can on. do it as well. <coughs> he can do it as well. Le um, I can't do it as well as he he can, but like here goes. Um. No, I can't. <laughs> I hear it. I it's hear very something. basic, uh, yeah. yeah. But um, the thing is, uh, in my free time, one of the things I like to explore is um, doing stupid rap shit. Like, I cannot rap. But yeah. um, since high school, my friends and I, we're, we're really into rap. And s sometimes we just get, get around, write some dumb lyrics, and then we just um, record it. And oh. wrap it against the beat. Okay, let's try. Oh, I mean, uh, I brought it up. Of course, oh, we're gonna oh, do okay. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so wow, man came prepared. Oh no, I, I actually. Um, do you want to nominate like a beat? <laughs> or uh, do you want me to do the beat? Yeah. Do you want me to freestyle or just like lay lay on you, some of the short stuff that I've written in the freestyle. past? Freestyle. Freestyle. Yeah. Ah shit. Drop okay. the phone right now. Yeah. All right, give me a topic. Um, astronauts. <laughs> astronauts, okay. <laughs> Anytime you're ready, Sonny. Okay. Take it away. <laughs> yeah. I am an Among Us character. I step. <laughs> no, I can't do this, man. No, don't give up. <laughs> no, no, no. We keep going. This is a okay. freestyle, yeah. I, I think I got off of the wrong foot, yeah. Okay. Let's go. I'm uh, out in space. I'm got no face. Uh hiding amongst my crewmates. Because I wanna murder. I wanna shoot him. Double homicide. <laughs> Among us. That's a good end. No 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 no. It's a good end too. Can I try? You, give, you give me a topic. Sorry, you can help me beatbox. Thanks. Okay, okay. That was that was shit. Okay, don't put this in the final cut. I'm gonna put this <laughs> in the final <laughs> cut. Let's do let's do pasta. What's pasta? Oh rap on I pasta. Alright, let's try pasta. it. Pasta Okay, pasta, Kay. spaghetti. Um just talk about food lah. Yeah. Okay, risotto. Okay, let's, let's go, let's go. go. All these different shapes, yeah. All the twists and turns, yeah. Don't know where to go from here, yeah. Where my fox should Go, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was that not rap? <laughs> he 
you, you, know, like, you know, you know, for for you is like you're like the you know polo G, like the melodic rap. Oh, okay, <laughs> but that is still considered rap. I, I think right? you did better than me. Just the fact that like you could come up with things to say. I was really just like scrambling for words. This is really harder than, than I thought. Okay, let's do like you do one line, I do one line, then we help each other out. Sure, sure. Wait, do you wanna? Hmm? Did you catch a breath? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's come up with a with a topic that we both know. Let's talk about school. You know okay. what? It's it's right right, right here right. Right. right in our ballpark. Yeah. Yes. Take it take it away, Sunny. Okay. <laughs> yeah. NUS shuttle bus. Yeah. I was so crowded. Yeah. I can't even feel my feet. I be beating my meat. <laughs> I try to s- smell someone's armpit, and it doesn't smell that great yet. I don't know why you think NUS students like to molest. Nah, man, I got my camera in hand. All I gotta do is take a few sneak pictures. Up the skirt, up the bathroom, in the stall. I install it, y'all. Wow, that is a long list of locations. Have Are you just speaking from experience? Yeah, please don't tell me you are. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. I'm just doing snares right now. <laughs> Dude, how many? You haven't taken a breath. Did he take a breath? No, you kind of take a breath in the middle. Oh, okay. I, I think this guy's doing like circular breathing, something like that. Yeah, like some, some like you get used to it. So you're not supposed to let the audience know you just took a breath? Or um, yeah. But for me, for me, I still consider myself like very entry level beatboxing. He's a pretty sure guy. you can find someone better in US. I don't know. He's let's, the best person I know. He's so the best in this room. Wow. More best than ah, better than us combined. Yeah. Yes. Wait, can I try beatboxing? Yeah, you do it. You do it. Oh, you want me to like uh, show like you a bit? Yeah. How? So, so you have you know like um, have you played like any drums or percussion instruments? Yeah, once. So mm. you like basic ones like. You know, you clap is a <laughs> snare, and then you your feet touch the ground is like a uh, like a bass drop. Okay. So the most basic ones like. Can I see the your mouth like how? Because <laughs> I can't so see like, your mouth. Yeah, so like you do the bass first, so like. And then you do you do the like the hit, I think it's they call it the the hit hat like. I hit uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta hang something on. like this. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're like, like an this. uncle, you know, spitting at the drain. Clean <laughs> <laughs> this later. <laughs> and then, yeah, you gotta Sanitize. Clean it. Sorry, Radio Pals colleagues. Yeah, and then in the middle, you can you can add like more flavor. So like. What part like of that. your mouth are you using for the? Uh, so so that one I I do it very like uniquely. I think not a lot of people do it my way. So like for me, it's like. Like you, you know, you say K, but then you only K. use half of your, the right half of your mouth, like. ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think just well, go with what works for you. Yeah, yeah everyone yeah, yeah, has yeah. their hey, own. You know, that's that's something. You know, like, yeah. you're already picking up. I think you're yeah. picking up something. Then I need to breathe. Like, I r- yeah. You can you can always like take breathers. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, of course, away from the mic. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can incorporate that back into the. Into the you know the beatbox beat. Is there a beatbox club? Uh no, but I can do like uh, I don't I, I don't want to start it because I'm really bad at it. I really don't. <laughs> uh, I'm really not confident in it. Um, 
I think for me, it's just I can do a lot of like sound effect. Let me do one right now. You guys know like the water droplet. Mm-hmm. I'll try to do oh, it. Yeah. Oh, that's good. What? <laughs> How did she do that? <laughs> Wait, that's crazy. I hope it's. I hope the audience is like can hear it because it's very. No, no, yeah, yeah. We definitely can. What? Oh, that's so good. That is really nice. Like, <laughs> can you can you do any impressions? Um, you mean like for people? Uh, like anyone, yeah. Okay, oh, uh, so for instruments, I have my best is a trumpet. Mm-hmm. So, like, wow. Yeah, like Charlie Booth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I was a little bit obsessed with this Justin Bieber song called, like, uh, Love Yourself. So, like, um. Yeah. You should start the club. This guy's made to perform, like. Yeah, yeah and then okay, I'm also okay. doing, like, violin. And because I'm just starting, so my violin voice effect is like a starting violin voice effect. Nice. So like, let's let's do little stars, like <laughs> ah, you know what? It's so bad. <laughs> it's like you know, it's, you know, you know, because like every <laughs> every starter co- yeah, yeah. violinist is like shit. Oh. So my violin impression is also shit because oh. I'm <laughs> mimicking a starter. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> One talent after another. Like. Yeah, I mean. All I can say is like I can do like Mickey Mouse impression. That's about it. Okay. Like uh, yeah, do that, do that. Like, ha ha, Sonny, I'm Mickey Mouse. <laughs> but after hearing your water droplet, like uh, that, that just knocks us. You out can of like part, make yeah. like a special segment in a comedy <laughs> club. Like Sonny and his weird voices. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The sound effects could Damn. be a brand. You know. Yeah, this what their mouth do, you know. Yeah, I guess I guess like impression is part of my uh, performance, like my comedy, because I, I do a lot of accents in my lemon stand set. Because most of my set, I have my dad in it. <laughs> I just do like the Jimmy O Yang dad voice, because like I guess that's the stereotypical Shanghainese dad voice yeah. for now. Yeah. Okay. You gotta show us the voice. Yeah. So if you want more of this action, please join them on Thursdays. You. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's it for this segment then uh, awesome yeah. yeah thank you so much for opening up my world folks Sunny <laughs> and John Hong I mean I never knew I had such hidden talents at rapping and I'm gonna check out Polo G I don't know who that is but oh, apparently he's I sound like I love him, him so. I love him okay great thank you so much <laughs> yeah thanks for being here thank you presenting the full uncut version of the pasta rap yeah, I'm going to show you how to make some pasta, yeah. Just listen along. Yeah. So you get some flour, and you get some eggs, and maybe add some salt if you want to increase your sodium intake. And then you knead it, knead it, for uh, 10 minutes, minutes. And then I'll tell you what you can make of it. Yeah. Spaghetti, ravioli, lasagna, fettuccine. I like my ravioli, olive oil, oli, yummy yoli, aglioli, a little al dente. So that's your pasta. <laughs> that was very short, yeah. Okay. Come to our Instagram, NUS Comedy Club. Uh, we have links in our bio. Figure it out. Uh, you're a uni <laughs> student, right? They're just yeah. yeah, you made it to NUS. Yeah. You, you should yeah. make it to our um, open mic as well. It's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Thank you for coming on the show. Do you have anything else you want to share with our audience? Just yeah. <laughs> stay tuned to all of our <laughs> shows and uh yeah, you you 
you show up, we deliver, man. Okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to see y'all in action again. Thank you so much. Sunny, this was Sunny and Chan Hong, right? Thank you so much. Yes, and sir. yeah, tune in for future episodes. And don't forget to catch our very first episode, which came out last week, featuring who? Who did it feature? Alec and, and Cheryl. Yeah. That was the a fun OGs. one, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you so much. All right, that's it, you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you so much for the support on the first episode. Hope the episodes get more enjoyable as we go along and do, you know, DM me, PM me, if you have any comments. Yeah, thank you. Have a great week. I know exams are coming. Press on. See ya.